Have you ever wondered what librarians really do all day? Why does a person choose to become a librarian? Learn the answers to these questions and more on Library Life. My name is Lisa. I'm a youth librarian at the Westerville Public Library. We'll go behind the scenes and talk to librarians to see what they do to make all of that library magic happen. I'm your guide through the looking glass. So close your eyes, open your ears, and listen. Hello everyone, this is Lisa, back with another episode of Library Life. Today's program is focusing on adult services and the events or programs, as we call them in the library world, get developed. I'm here with Jordan, and he's specifically going to talk about his awesome Dungeons & Dragons program. Jordan, do you want to say hello and kind of tell everybody what your position is in the library? Yeah, hi, uh, I'm Jordan. I'm an adult services librarian, so I work upstairs at the Westerville Public Library. A lot of my job just day to day is doing reference questions, helping people find what they need, a lot of technology help. And then I also do some uh, program planning. I also like to work in the back on like cataloging projects and things like that. So yeah, I do a whole mix of things. Yes, we at the library, all of us do a variety of things, mm -hmm. things and I think we all like that. <laughs> so tell us about your Dungeons and Dragons program. Yeah, I, I've started this Dungeons and Dragons program, I think, back in November or December 2019. And uh, we've had several sessions. Um, usually it's on, I think, the second Monday of each month uh, in the evening. This program is ages 18 and up, but that doesn't mean that, you know, Dungeons and Dragons has to be always an adult game or that we won't ever do kids or teen version. In fact, we've been talking with some of the youth librarians about, about doing that uh, as well. So it's had a really good turnout. Every single session has been totally packed. <laughs> <laughs> we can take up to about eight players at once. So anything beyond that, it gets a little unruly and everyone doesn't get a chance to like shine. But yeah, it's been really successful. Maybe I should talk about what Dungeons and Dragons is for anyone who doesn't know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think there might be some people that have no idea. Yeah, so Dungeons & Dragons, or D&D, is a tabletop role-playing game. If you are a player in the game, you play as a character in this sort of fantasy world where there are dungeons where you can explore, fight monsters, and get treasure, and there are dragons. Uh, there are big <laughs> monstrous threats to, you know, civilization, and you have to stop them. It's a really fun game because it you and your friends get to pull together a team of people with different abilities to work together uh, to sort of save the world or do whatever else you really want to do. If you want to just explore or if you want to get a lot of treasure and like become a, a king or something, you can do that. <laughs> the limits are your imagination, you know? And one of the players is the dungeon master or DM. And they're sort of like the narrator in the story. So... So they sort of create the setting, they tell you what happens, they like create challenges for the characters to overcome. They're not trying to kill your characters, but they're trying to give you things that you can use to improve your character. So when you do defeat that, that dragon, it wasn't just a walk in the park, it was difficult, but you survived, you made it, and now you, you get to reap the rewards. So it's, it's, a, it's just this collaborative storytelling game where you start out as you know, basically villagers, and you you progress as you go to become very powerful, like, heroes. Yes, I've uh, I've played Dungeons & Dragons before. It's a really fun game, and it's something that you get to stretch your imagination with, which is very enjoyable. 
Yeah, absolutely. So what does the process of creating a program look like for you? So what was the process of creating this Dungeons and Dragons program? So for me, it's always easiest to create programs that I have an interest in. I always look for like, what would I enjoy doing, you know, and hopefully our library patrons want to do the same. So that's where I start. And I got into Dungeons and Dragons about six years ago, and I was working at a library at the time as well. And so I was like, oh, how can I sort of play Dungeons and Dragons at the library and show this sort of like team building, like group collaboration element, like the the sort of storytelling element to our patrons? Like, because we have Dungeons and Dragons books for people to check out. So if you want to play the game at home, you can do that through the library. So I thought it would be a great way to promote both our collection and sort of like a community bonding sort of thing. And so what I started with when I originally created this at a different library, I started with some pre-written adventures, which you can download for free online from Wizards of the Coast, the company that makes Dungeons and Dragons. And what I made were a bunch of characters that were pre-made so no one had to make their own character and they were all famous characters so i had luke skywalker i had elsa (laughs) from frozen i (laughs) i had harry potter you know just a few like i had batman was one okay Um, and so i thought it would be easiest for people who are brand new players to come in and go yeah i want to play a character just like that and they could literally play that so i think the very first one i did was like a survive the night kind of adventure where people are holed up in this like house and there are zombies coming in different waves throughout the (laughs) night. At first it's human zombies. Later it it turns out it's like dinosaur zombies and they're trying to get into the house and you have Batman and Luke Skywalker and Harry Potter all fighting these zombies. (laughs) So that's how I started it. (laughs) That's fun. You know, since then, we've gone on to currently we're doing an adventure where it takes multiple sessions. So the people keep coming back and we start just where we left off last time. And we usually play for about two and a half hours. This allows people's characters to actually grow. So you're not always starting over with a brand new character each time, which is pretty fun. Now, when you first started people developing their own characters, did that take a whole session? It typically can. So I usually say... You know, just start out with one of the pre-made characters I've made, not the Batman, etc., but just like more regular, like an elf wizard, human fighter. And then if you if you like this character, you can continue as that character grows and levels up, you can adjust it. You can kind of make it custom to fit whatever you want. That's where I usually start. I don't want to force the whole group who already has characters to sit there for an hour while someone makes one character. So I always start with just pre-made characters. It's a great idea. So I guess my question is, when people sign up to do this program, are they making a commitment for X amount of weeks or only at one specific time? No, it's just for one time. You have to sign up for each each session. But I, I found that a lot of the same people come back each each time. That's very cool. That's a sign of a good program. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. But we're always open to new people dropping in. That's no problem at all. That's awesome. What is your favorite thing about creating and hosting a program like Dungeons and Dragons at the library? You know, when I'm just like answering reference questions day to day or just helping somebody on like a computer, I don't get that like close interaction or like get to know them very well. It's usually 
you know, once our conversation is over, once I've given them the information they need, they go about their, their business. But when we're playing a game together where we're sort of acting out our characters and kind of solving problems together, I feel it, it helps build more of a community. I get to know the people a little bit better. And so, like I said, when I get like repeat players, I get to know those players fairly well. And uh, I like that part of it. It's just the social, it's the social element that I really like. Yeah, that is nice. I think Dungeons and Dragons in general is a very social program. I'm, Absolutely. You have to work as a team or, you know, people die. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it has this, it has this like weird old stereotype of being like something that nerds do in their basement and it's a very lonely thing but like no you can't play Dungeons and Dragons without friends <laughs> so. that's very true I think it had a resurgence after uh, Stranger Things promoted it yeah it was sort of this confluence of, of events where there was a new edition of the game that was much easier to learn it was promoted more in TV shows Stranger Things Community the Big Bang Theory there were also podcasts, and then streaming has been a big help for showing people what Dungeons and Dragons looks like, because you know in previous decades, like it's existed since 1974, you kind of had to look at the books and go like, what is this though? Like, how do I play? And now you can actually see like this is how you play. It's it's great. Yes, that is awesome. And so, is there anything else you want to share about this program that you'd like people to know? Well, just, you know, it's sort of on hold at the moment because we're obviously not meeting in person. However, I have been looking at ways that we can do an online version of it. I don't think that we can fit as many people. I don't think we can handle eight people all trying to talk through, a, you know, a, a video call all at once. But I do think maybe there's room to do some smaller groups and continue the story. So just keep an eye out for that. We might uh, experiment with that in the next few months. Very cool. And also, like I said, I know you were working with Michaela, who's the teen librarian, trying to get some teen stuff up and running. So maybe that will mm -hmm. pop up too. Yeah, exactly. Well, awesome. Thank you for sharing about that program, Dungeons & Dragons. From my personal experience, is something that's very fun. I think that everyone should at least try to do at least once. Yeah. It's great because I think a, a lot of adults forget how to play. You know, how to use their imagination and just kind of play around and, and be silly. And I think that's a really big thing for like that, that Dungeons and Dragons can do for, for people of all ages is give you that like pretend, that play, that imagination aspect back in your life. I agree. And I think that's very important. We all are very stressed out for all sorts of reasons. <laughs> and to, just to get to have some fun with some friends in a make-believe yes. world is, is, is wonderful. Absolutely. Well, yeah, thank, again, thank you for sharing all of that. And we end every episode of Library Life with a book recommendation. So mm -hmm. do you have a book that you would like to share? Yeah, so this book is going to be for slightly older kids, but I would say maybe nine and, and up. So this is The River Man by Aaron Starmer. It's the first in a trilogy. So it focuses on Alistair Cleary. He's a 12-year-old boy. And he has this weird friend, Fiona. And she starts telling him about this strange world that she goes to where she can create the whole world. She can make it into whatever she wants. And Alistair is kind of like, what? Is, <laughs> is, this, girl is this girl crazy? Like, what is... What's the deal? But he's he listens to her and he and she and Fiona tells Alistair about 
this monster or something called the river man and the river man is going from these worlds of like different kids imaginations and stealing all of their imagination and then the kids vanish oh my gosh and so alistair's like wait is something real going on in fiona's life that's making her have this like strange fantasy what happens i don't want to spoil it but it just blends this fantasy with like the reality of like is she telling the truth do these strange imaginary worlds exist or is there something else going on something more real and i really love that sort of i don't know what to believe and as you read it you 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 discover some really really interesting things and so since i'm all about creating new worlds and playing in them with my friends and I think a lot of a lot of kids are too, like with Minecraft and like mm-hmm. Roblox and and just yeah, all sorts of things. That I think that this idea is very appealing. It's like creating worlds, and then the threat of like what happens when something is taking your your imagination away. So I thought it was just a very, a very thematic thing. So that's The River Man by Aaron Starmer. Thank you. I have not read that. That sounds super interesting. I will look that up. (laughs) Well, thank you for your book recommendation. Thank you for sharing your program, Dungeons and Dragons. And thank you for being part of Library Life. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. This was fun. Awesome. All right, folks, this is Library Life with Jordan. We will be back another time with a new episode. Thank you for listening and have a great day.